Wrestling with the Future, the wrestling half of Wrestling with the Future. I'm Dan Spasciano, joined as always by Benny Scala. Benny, I usually ask you how you're doing, but today let's uh, get specific. Benny, how's your love life going? Well, you know, not so good. I'm really sorry to say this. I joined a dating service, and so I've, not, I've gone on a number of dates, and it just seems like every, before every date, I throw up. I, I don't get it. Before every date, I throw up. But you know the really weird thing is? that all my dates throw up after the date. <laughs> so hopefully well, it gets better. But thanks well, for asking. Okay, then. That's, that's usually not a good sign. <laughs> um, you know, last week, Benny, you and I, we talked about uh, the re- wrestling, uh, what, what was in 2020, and today we're looking at what could be, what we hope to see in 2021. And joining us, uh, we have a uh, great guest. He's been on the show before. Benny, why don't you introduce our guest to everybody? Javier, it's Oist, right? Yep, Javier Oist. Yep. Renowned author from ProWrestlingStories.com, Javier Oist. Uh, Javier, welcome back. Thanks for having me back, guys. I'll try to misbehave this time. That's the name <laughs> of the game. The better, the more, the better. There you <laughs> go. Well, like I said at the top of the show, the, uh, the, the topic today we want to focus on 2021, what, what, what we can expect, what we hope to see. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I want to start... Um, to both of you, Benny uh, and then Javier, have you guys been following the product recently The from WWE, NXT, AEW, any of that, to kind of get a feel for where wrestling is right now? Dan, well, actually, I spent the week, I, I actually watched for the first time in a couple of years, I watched Raw. I mean, I didn't watch the whole Raw. I watched the Hulu version. I watched SmackDown. I watched uh, NXT. And I watched as much as I could watch of AEW. And, you know, kind of ran out of time, but I was also kind of surprised by AEW. Yeah. What about what about you, Javier? You know, uh, I don't I don't tune in regularly, but if I'm at a place and they have it on, I'll watch it and I give it a chance. I watch a couple of matches, but I don't I don't seek it out. Uh, But if there's a company I do, if there's a promotion I do seek out, it will be a major league wrestling I try to follow them a little bit more. I like what NWA is doing with uh, United Wrestling. Uh, they, they've combined with, with with another promotion. I like it's not NWA anymore, but but if you look for NWA, it's they're still doing stuff, but it, with with another promotion, I like what they're doing. Right. But if you're talking about the the big guys, Raw, SmackDown, a little bit AEW, not really. I, actually, I do watch Impacts here and there, so uh, I, I, like, I like what they're doing. I think they're uh, they're an underdog. I think people are just kind of leaving them aside, but I, I they they have good talent, you know. I, I like what they're doing. I can see that. I, I mentioned yeah. on the uh, <clears throat> on last week's program that Ring of Honor has kind of gotten their feet back up and running, and yeah. they've they've transitioned to more of a sports based wrestling. It reminds me of some of the territory early NWA shows. Um, Benny, speaking of watching, do you have uh, you you want you mentioned earlier the ratings? Um, what do you got on that? Um, well, Raw uh, for the first couple of weeks uh, there were two point one three three million, I think, or three eight million for the for the fourth show. Now that kind of skewed because that was their legend show. Mm. Uh, it went down to one point eight one nine, so they're they're right at about a million nine fifty average for the first two weeks. So they're actually up probably close to ten percent. Over the you know the last five weeks of 2020, right? But they're still way down from you know from uh, the beginning of 2020. Of course. And then SmackDown uh, was uh, averaged about two million fifty for their first uh, two shows, and they're actually 
Yeah. About 100,000 down from the last five weeks of 2020. So they're down slightly, and, and they're way down from, uh, from the beginning of 2020. Um, NXT was, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, 0.641, which is pretty comparable to uh, 641,000 viewers, comparable to their last five weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, about eh, 5% down from uh, 2020. And then AEW, their first, uh, and maybe it was January the 6th, I don't know if they were competing against something else, but they were at 662,000. They're way down from uh, from last year, both the beginning and the end of last year. Well, well I was going to say, don't don't forget the end of last year was skewed because they're, they the the Luke Harper tribute show, the Brody Lee tribute show had a had a huge following compared to their normal ratings. Right, kind of yeah. like how SmackDown's average got skewed by their Christmas special. Um, you, you know, it's funny you talk ratings um, <laughs> that that. Uh, I just was just reading something earlier today, looking at the history of television wrestling, and it, it mentioned when Turner pulled the plug on WCW, the final Nitro was three point, I think it was three point three or three point four million, and that number was so low that was part of the reason Turner was getting rid of WCW because they were only bringing in three and change. I mean, you, you bring in three and change on a weekly program now, USA Network give you a billion dollars. So if they were 3.3, what would Raw have been for that Monday night? The Right around that time, Raw, the uh, I'm trying to remember the, the specific date, but the Raw did a show that focused on their corporate ministry angle, and it was the highest rated Raw broadcast in history, and it was 8 point something million. Right. So those were huge numbers. But um, Javier, I'm going to jump to you on this one. We talk about what to look forward to in 2021. <clears throat> Um, you know, unfortunately, the big shadow that's still following wrestling is COVID. And one of the big stories that came out of the WWE, their their champion, uh, their the yeah, their heavyweight champion, uh, Drew McIntyre, was yeah. just just announced positive with COVID. The, the Triple H actually filled in for him on Raw and had his match with Randy Orton. And I'm wondering if you have any thoughts on on with the vaccine and other things, if, if you think wrestling can get away from COVID or is this going to be a shadow that kind of follows it because of the nature of the sport? I mean, I, I don't, based on what WWE did this year, I don't think, I don't think wrestling is trying to avoid COVID per se. They're just, they're trying to run shows however possible. And, and their WWE was the first one to adapt to this whole situation, whether people agree with it or not. They were the, the, I, maybe I'm thinking maybe people were looking towards them to to either to see what they were going to do, how they were going to handle all this. What people people want them to lead, right? Because they're they are the number one uh, promotion. So once right. once they saw, oh, well, WWE is running shows. Okay, they're doing this thing with all the screens, and and they saw how they handle it. Then I think, well, AEW also be, between the, those two, the the smaller ones were looking to see how they could run shows legally if, if they were allowed to because if you were if you weren't aren't allowed to by by law they weren't going, going to but if once they allowed them to they they would follow suit of what the two of the big two were were doing and uh, and new japan i think was right there too and just within a couple of months they uh, they, they they started but they didn't let people go mm. new japan kept kept a lot of their their all their everyone everyone on board they didn't let people go but yeah. uh that to, to answer your question this year, sh- there should be some normalcy established. Th- th- things should get go back to normal a little bit. At least we should see a light at the end of the tunnel as far as 
you know, you're the vaccine and, and, and everything, but I don't know. It's going to be tough on this, on the little guys. You know, well, it's been tough, me, you know? I, I was actually, I'm glad you ended that. Cause I was going to transition there with um, the thought that maybe the WWE and AEW and some of these larger promotions are going to start having crowds. Uh, I mean, obviously, recording in florida they have limited capacity crowds now do you do you see some of the indie shows starting to trickle in uh or is this maybe another year where ain't ain't much going on it it just depends on the state you know but they've been a lot of them have been running shows where people are you know remember they were people were in their cars Mm -hmm. and, and this was up in new york and down in florida they're gonna they're starting to run shows again but they got masks. They got the social distancing. They're taking all all precautions that are required by them. So I I think wrestling and and other sports. I think they're gonna they're gonna forge forward through this through COVID as long as the state and the city they're in is going to allow them to. I think they're gonna have to if they if they want to survive. Okay, I can see that, yeah. Benny. You have any thoughts to add to that? I was just wondering, will we ever see house shows again? You know, like from WWE. I mean, will we? You know, living in the Tampa area, will I? Will I see? Well, now they're in the Thunderdome, but I mean, like on a, you know, once the world gets normalized again, you know, will we start having? Will they start making? You know, doing the loop again? Will they be in Minneapolis once a year in Tampa? They say, they say they're going to stop, right? Um, yeah, WWE announced last year they were done with house shows. Now, now whether they bring them back if if interest re- increases, but there was rumors that the house show circuit was actually losing money COVID or not. So COVID was just kind of the excuse they needed to cut that out. Plus, I mean, for the benefit of the talent wrestling a couple times a week versus, you know, maybe you wrestle once or twice a week now versus six, seven, eight matches a week. You're, you're prolonging the health of your talent too. So that's a, that's kind of a positive. They gotta, it's gotta be a vacation to these guys right now. Not, I mean, not doing the traveling and, so especially if you figure some of them that, that that lived in Florida when this started, you know you're working. They're you're home working, every day. Yeah, yeah, you're home every day. You're you're wrestling. You're working maybe once or twice a week. Seems like a good deal. Uh, interesting. Um, talking wrestling, Javier. I want to jump back to you. You had uh, your recent article. You talked about wrestling in South America, and um, I'm wondering yeah. if you have any thoughts on on. You mentioned Japan earlier. How the rest of the world is handling is going to handle wrestling in 2021? Yeah, I'm in El Salvador in in, in Central America, and um, well, the local promotion here they only ran a show in December, which I was a part of. Not. I was part of the talent, but I was there. <laughs> and uh, but it was they hadn't run a show since March, and okay. I'm, I'm and I'm kind of close with the guy, and I didn't tell him not to do it, but I said, listen, man, I'm I'm not sure if running a show in December is the best way to go. But people showed up; it wasn't a big crowd. But I think I think the 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 workers, the wrestlers, really did need this show to to so they could that they could see that you know wrestling is not going anywhere. At least here in El Salvador, we just we just need to make sure to keep people safe, you know. But this COVID thing, what I can tell you, at least down here, it's affected the the talent in terms of they're they're rusty, you know. They haven't been able to work in front of the crowds, and 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 I, I could tell they 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 needed some a couple of dates before this this December show mm-hmm. to really show their stuff. But um, but they were glad to be able to work at least once after after like eight months that they were they were working again you know 
Right. Well, how how was it as a because they they haven't run an indie show here where I live since uh, since I think February was the last one they had here. Um, how how does that feel, or how was it the crowd? Did, did was the crowd seem happy to be back? Or was it kind of a, a timid like let's see how this goes? <clears throat> it, to me, it was kind of strange seeing everyone with the, with the masks on. So unless they were unless they were getting into the show, unless they were very very uh, uh, animated. I'm not sure if they were into the show or not because mm-hmm. everyone, it's just, just kind of a yeah, kind of a gloomy, dreary uh, atmosphere. But the but the people were. I think they're trying to adapt, but it's not. It, it's kind of uncomfortable sitting there for a couple hours. Well, three hours with a mask on. It's not. It's not comfortable for anyone, you know. Right. And you got and you got people making sure they're wearing them. Going around making sure the kids, the, mm. the everyone, adults, you know, because potentially could they could shut the place down. That's how they, they operate down here. They could shut you down just like that if you're not complying. Right. I can understand that. Benny, you're in Florida right now where they are running shows. How does the fan base down there feel that you guys actually have wrestling? Is there fans that still refuse to go or how, how does that how does that look? I, I mean I'm actually looking for uh, a local indie promo. I know that uh, in Mississippi, which isn't too far away, they have a, a, a an indie uh, promotion called EPW. I think it's Extreme Pro Wrestling. They're running shows every Saturday night. And, oh wow! Uh, okay. Yeah, and they've been running them for a while now. And I, I think they are following the you know the social distancing thing. So not full crowds. You know, they're wearing masks and things like that. But um, you know, I. I I would I would love to attach myself to something local like that. I just haven't found it. There's a the, your local promotion, well, local Florida's not like a small state, but it's Coastal Championship Wrestling, and it's run by uh, Pablo Marquez. Who, Where's that? Where's that, Javier? Coastal Championship Wrestling. Well, it's based out of Fort Lauderdale. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's about, not that's not so local for you, but they yeah, do. It's about four hours. They they they've they've traveled. They've had shows all the way up to Nashville. So they do travel, but their base is in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Okay. So that I mean, would be indies... yours. You know, that would be your 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 kind of local promotion, Benny. Okay. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to cut you off. I thought you were finished. Yeah. No. The uh, I mean, the indie scene seems to be coming along. The uh, the big you, <laughs> Javier, you mentioned the big three. The uh, I mean, we're in January, so you talk wrestling, you can't talk about the build. The biggest event in in, in this time of year is the Royal Rumble, and Interestingly enough, uh, WWE is leaning heavily in their part-time talent as well. They've built so far two main events for uh, coming up in, in the Royal Rumble in 2021. Drew McIntyre, assuming he's cleared come COVID. Given quarantine dates, he should be cleared right before the Raw prior to the Rumble, but you never know depending on symptoms. Um, he's slated to defend his title against uh, these, this youthful upstart named Bill Goldberg. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. He, he's pretty young talent. You now? What? Uh, what? I had no idea. Fifties, probably. Wasn't it? Uh, they, it's not going to be a scrap iron anymore. You know, I, I'm not sure. I know they're they're tweaks of of how they're going to do it, but right now they're still slated for. Uh, right now, it's still officially as Goldberg. Yes. Yeah. As oh, as okay, of cause... as of the last update. Now we're recording okay. this on a Thursday night, so okay. things might change. No, I believe it. I believe because I was I was already. In my mind, it was a uh, you know Scrap Iron Pierce making a comeback, you know, and uh, right. he, well, no, he talked about it on his page. Yeah, 
yeah, that's that's the other side. That's yeah, SmackDown. Was, oh, okay. Uh, Roman okay. Roman Reigns is uh, after a gauntlet match, which I will say, uh, not to promote a product, if anybody uh, check out SmackDown on Hulu, that match was one of the better ones I've seen in a while. I really, I really enjoy that. And uh, uh, Adam Pierce through some shenanigans won, and so Roman Reigns will be defending his title against Adam Pierce, who okay, officially retired. I believe it was 2017. Yeah, hasn't he's, wrestled he's, on he's television. A, he's a company man now. There, yeah, he's a company yeah, man. Yeah, he's he's been playing the role of an on-air official, uh-huh. uh, kind of a almost a Jack Tunney type character. If you guys remember yeah. that from back oh, in yeah. the day. I love but, I love so, Jack I love that Jack that Jack Tunney stuff, man. But go on. <laughs> yep. The uh. It was it was great, you know, being a kid back then, um, not not understanding where the the line of kayfabe ended and not realizing. Oh man, he was like the ultimate. He was like the boss. He was like no one above him. You know. You know, I genuinely thought he owned the company or ran the company or something. Margin in charge for sure. Right here's here's the guy doing doing the backstage interviews is is actually the boss. The announcer for the for the Saturday morning show is the one who owns the company. I'm 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 ashamed to say we're in 2021. I would say maybe 10, a little bit more than a little bit more, uh, 10, 11 years ago, I finally understood, oh, he wasn't a real guy. He was a character. I, I felt, I felt like, oh, my. he was so convincing, man. He was, he oh, was yeah. Like, no, he did have, he did. I mean, he had, did have legitimate ties to wrestling, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But he's a, he was a character, you know, he, he didn't have, he didn't have yeah, the he, authority he that he, that he, authority. uh, he, he tried to show. I, wasn't know. I think his brother uh, um, was a promoter in the Toronto territory. I think so. I'm not sure. I would have to look it up. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's actually funny because uh, early a lot of people forget too. Early WCW, uh, early WCW's commissioner was Nick Bockwinkle, and right. you know he he was another one who was an on stage character. Obviously, like obviously Nick Bockwinkle yeah. had backstage had you know ties to wrestling, having been the AW or AWA champion, but a few years before. Um, but That's you know, like so late nineties, right, Dan? Around late nineties, yeah, mid, mid, mid to late nineties. And I remember yeah. he, or I guess I early to mid nineties is it probably, but he, okay, he, Nick Bockwinkle. The the story goes, he he cut a very bad promo where he forgot the name of the upcoming pay per view. And just kind of was like, uh, you guys are going to wrestle the uh, this weekend, uh, you know. And it was like, okay, oh you're God. done. But um, going back, Adam Pierce, obviously the the uh, backstage affair, the, the on on air, uh, you know, management level. Yeah. So you've got two 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 title matches, two two uh, part. Oh, I guess technically part time talents. I don't know how you would classify Adam Pierce having not wrestled Goldberg. Obviously his. His uh, what he gets one match every six months or something like that as part of his contract. Um, so I'm curious if you guys have any thoughts there. Here is, is your what is arguably the second biggest pay per view of the year for the biggest company in the world, and your two main events other than the Royal Rumble match are two part time talents, one of whom you know hasn't wrestled in a couple of years, and the other of whom is old and his last match he almost killed the Undertaker. Who goes so, first, uh, Benny? What do you think? What are your thoughts? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I saw the SmackDown when they had the whole build to the Adam Pearce match, and I, I knew who um, I knew who he was, but they didn't really make much of a mention. They said he was, you know, he had wrestled in the past, but that's really as far as they went with it. So they I mean they they made it sound like he was a prelim guy somewhere, right? Um, you know, and then he won, you know, he won the match, the gauntlet match by a total fluke. He didn't even wrestle. He just, you know, somebody threw somebody threw him on top of somebody else. I mean, which the rest of that gauntlet match I thought was excellent. I really enjoyed that. 
I enjoyed SmackDown except for a couple of things. That was one of them. And the other one was that, you know, when, when Roman Reigns was in the ring with uh, Jey Uso and Paul Heyman, you know, Paul Heyman didn't say anything. And, you know, right. you, now you, you have, like, arguably the, the, the best guy on the mic over the last 30 years, you know, save Jim Cornette. And I'm, I'm thinking, like, if he's not saying anything, why is he there? Like, well, isn't that isn't that what he's there for to get Roman Reigns over? Yeah, but I think Paul Heyman adds that um, just 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 have it's like kind of like Bobby Heenan when Mister Perfect would cut his own promos. You know, just just being next to him in the ring is is a guaranteed flashing neon sign of I'm the heel, I'm the bad guy. Right. You know, boo me. So uh, uh, keeping with that idea, though, though Javier, again, you said you, you didn't follow it too much. I wonder what your thoughts are. Obviously, you had cool. some thoughts on Adam Pierce, but what are your thoughts on, on having two part-time main eventers? Well, you can look at it either two, in two ways, I think. You can look at it as desperation or cluelessness on, on, on WWE's part. I, I don't – look, Goldberg is still a draw. Uh, Adam Pierce, I, to me, is always scrap iron. But Adam Pierce, he was a, he was in he was a, a a name on the on you know Ring of he was in Ring of Honor NWA mainstay for many years. Solid, solid wrestler. I'm a I'm I'm a fan of his. I'm glad he's he's gonna be back for for a, a main event match. I'm not I'm not sure how how interested the fans would be, but from what I've read online. Whenever he has he has an established fan base, and the way he speaks about his upcoming match, uh, at least on Facebook, he's treating this as one hundred percent, you know, legit. Not not legit as in wrestling is real, but legit as in take me seriously. I'm not gonna go in there and make a fool out of myself. Right. You know, I'm I'm I haven't gotten to where I I am by just being given a main event match so i i respect him i might i might i might actually check out this match you know i and uh on the other side with goldberg is and he's against um who's goldberg, goldberg is wrestling drew Ma- is slated to wrestle uh, drew mcintyre oh, assuming he's healthy and clear yeah because to me in my mind mcintyre wasn't even going to be in the event because of the covid and everything mm-hmm. and that but i don't i don't i'm not sure about goldberg i i, I don't know i don't i think he's he can still go but at some point they got they gotta maybe look elsewhere to 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 look to see who can bring in people you know he's it's it's he is time is against him as it is you know it's right like, he can't do too much anymore you know you know still I, I think I think against the right person or with the right narrative like I'll admit mm-hmm. the uh, the match he had with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania was probably the best sub five minute match I've ever seen yeah, like was it was match. just bam 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 you right. know. Punch, kick, spear, jackhammer, you know, F5, suplex, bang, you know, like it was just Yeah, it, was it has to be a match like that, right? Exactly. Right, he tried to do a match like that with The Undertaker in Saudi Arabia, and that match was garbage. Now, granted, apparently they say Goldberg had been heavily concussed early in the match, so, you know, he wasn't really much of, of anything. But it, I think it's, it's telling because it, it's either a stopgap. We've seen it before, if you remember – early days you'd periodically have you know uh so it would seem like a random person or uh, a side match like you know the i don't know take like early wwf or wcw you know uh hulk hogan defends the heavyweight title against 
the the, the you, bad you, news brown or or the genius yeah, you'll get somebody. a guy who's who hasn't been in the title picture and all of a sudden they, right, they exactly. slot him in you know? and he's he's just a stopgap or yeah. a part of a narrative to build the feud it could be mm-hmm. that i also think it's telling especially on smackdown which you saw the gauntlet match you had some great talent is there's not too many people. I mean, you had you had the, the Usos and you had Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan uh, in that that their Roman Reigns is being pushed so strongly. He's kind of running out of people to, to face in title matches. So you're going to have to start building someone else. And in that time frame, I think you need a stopgap. So hopefully that's what it is. Hopefully it's not they're scraping the barrel or they're out of ideas or if some of the dirt sheets are to be believed, you know, well, how about, a, how about might... a huge upset there? How about a huge upset? Yeah. I mean, how, one, that, one would be of those... that would be shocking. You know, I think, I think it'd be one of those two. I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I think there's a chance at least one of those two wins there wins the title uh-huh. or at least wins the match, you know, maybe DQ or, or screwy finish or something. Yeah. Um, but if they do, I, especially in the case of say like Adam Pierce, I'd say he, if he wins the match, I think he loses the title the, the, the following week. They you know? lose, it on, lose it on raw the next it, day. It, right, like... yeah. <laughs> or they'll, they'll do, they'll do a 24 seven and he'll lose it on the, on the plane back to the, oh, back no, to the hotel. Seven, man. Oh no. That, that... That just that just chases me away from the television when I see that twenty four seven title. Hey, you know what? You, all, all jokes aside, though, what what else what else could we be saying in in twenty twenty one that Ron Killings is a fifty seven time champion? There you go. You know, and, and I'll admit for for a short time it gets old quickly, but for a short time, some of his backstage skits, you know, what? dressing up like a bellhop right. and stuff like that to win it, win the title or get it back from whoever got it. I thought that was mildly entertaining. Yeah, yeah, there, there are some, there are some. I've, I've, uh, I've chuckled at a couple of those. A title, title, like on the. I think there was one, one on the plane. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. He, I, that's he, crazy, he, man. And uh, Jinder Mahal on the flight back from Saudi Arabia. <laughs> and the referee's there. You know, he's there. He's like, he's ready to count. Like, you know, he's, I'll, he's telling everyone to be quiet, <laughs> and he's I'll, sneaking up on. <laughs> I will tell you a, a funny story. My wife and I went to a SmackDown event here in Virginia. Yeah. I guess I don't know about two years ago now, maybe. And there was that they were doing a twenty four seven segment, and our truth was on the ramp, dressed like a lamp, like he had uh-huh. the lampshade over his head, uh-huh. and he must have been there for twenty minutes. And you know, everybody was just acting like he. I mean, it was obvious it was he was standing there, <laughs> but everyone was just playing like they they didn't see that he was part of the background until That's he right, took man. the shade off. And and it was so funny to see it live. Like I think some of what they go for doesn't translate to film, That's but. Right. Uh, it is, but it, it, live it was funny. Live, live. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it reminded me of an old comedy sketch, like watching a stage show or something. Like Benny Hill or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I, I like to see a skit where you have a, uh, well, you know, Ron Killings and uh, and Flair, him telling Flair, "Well, you don't have, I'm a 57 time, twenty four seven champion." Flair's like, "But that's not world champion. <laughs> world champion is very different." Right. <laughs> Well, I I think it's you can also do some stuff with it. The um, you know, the WWE does their annual legend show. Yeah. Uh, the previous year, I think it was the 20, 2019 or twenty twenty legend show. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was twenty nineteen because they had everybody there. Where a bunch of legends from Pat Patterson to uh, Ted DiBiase to you know Kelly Kelly and and Gerald Briscoe all all were every legend was just pinning each other in backstage Kelly segments Kelly. for the title. Okay. You know. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was it was one of those bits where it was just 
you know, then Ted DiBiase came out and bought the belt from Medusa. And, oh, you know, that's just, funny. Yeah, I, 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 that kind of stuff. It, 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 you know, a little humor there. Uh, I mean, moving, keeping on with with what to look forward to. Another one, Benny. You mentioned NXT earlier. They're they're building up their first big event of the year. It is a val- is going to be on Valentine's Day, which. Just my opinion, uh, NXT has been been bringing back a lot of old pay per views. They did brought back War Games. They brought back you know the the the, the wheel and some of these. Um, obviously, they're they're different different. Uh, some of the Dusty Roads names, and here you are having a pay per view on Valentine's Day, and you're not calling it the Saint Valentine's Day Massacre, which is a pay per view name they could have perfectly fit for right. the date, right? The the one you're bringing back all these events. The, and you don't the, bring main, back the that. name massacre is too controversial. Man. Uh, yeah, maybe twenty. <laughs> but um, Benny, you've been you've been kind of keeping up with some of that. Um, you have any thoughts on on some of the upcoming small events like the NXT specials or the AEW specials? Well, are building you know, up to? I of the four shows, the one that I know that I will continue to watch is NXT. They really, I really, really enjoyed it. They only had the the, the show I watched was last Wednesday's show. Okay. Uh, they only had three matches, but they were all great matches. They had uh, uh, Damian Priest versus Carrion uh, Cross, which was an outstanding match. And then they had uh, Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Gonzalez, mm-hmm. which was an unbelievable match. And then they had uh, uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus um, Finn Balor. Right. And that, was, that was a show. They were every one of those matches. They had three matches in an hour, and I and they had Wade Barrett, and I love Wade Barrett. As a commentator, and they had yes. Vic Joseph and uh, Beth Phoenix, but Wade Barrett used the term he used the term receipt, which I loved. But then he used the term crimson mask, and I abs- <laughs> that was such a great throwback term. I just I just marked out when he said that. I thought there that was go. great. But the yeah, whole show the was British, great, and with he the British accents even better, I guess. Right? Oh yeah, absolutely, Javier. <laughs> absolutely. You know, Benny. Um, the the story coming out of that episode of NXT is that Rhea Ripley and Damian Priest are the next next up to be main roster call ups, which would explain too also the outcome of their matches. Um, I'm wondering if you have any thoughts, having been a follower of NXT and given the nature, I think something we talked about on the show more than one occasion of how the main roster handles NXT talent. If you think either of those two can break the mold, I you know I, I think Rhea Ripley could. I'm not so sure about Damian Priest. You know, um, Alistair Black came up and he did pretty well for a while. But I mean, where is he now? I, I, is he still even? I, is he on the show anymore? I mean, he wasn't uh, on what I saw. He's 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 under employment, but the rumor is he's just waiting out his contract to, to leave. Because obviously, remember Vince? They fired his wife earlier. You know, at the Luna. end of the year. So, but I mean, he was Luna on fire in NXT. He was, you know, he was unbeatable. Oh, yeah. and I'm thinking like, you know, Damian Priest is he going to go the way of an Alistair Black? I think Rhea Ripley's a little bit different. I think she's more of a standout, and I think she will do well. So, I mean, I think she's... But I always think of what they did with Asuka. You know, Asuka was, you know, she was a goddess in NXT. What was her... She was over two years as a champion. Yeah, she was on the team for about three years. Five, and then she comes to, some days And yeah, then she loses to Carmella. I mean, what the hell? Well, Carmella can moonwalk, so that's yeah. true. I, I forgot about that. That, right? that, that. that took her off her game. That did. That, that threw Oscar out of off her game. That's, yeah. <laughs> Any anybody with James Ellsworth as a manager deserves a title shot. Apparently. Absolutely. Yes. Just just keep him away from your kids. And yeah. um, yeah. you know, uh, Javier, I'm curious. Do you have any thoughts on the NXT talent, or are you not as up to date on the program I, as Benny is? 
I, I don't watch it regularly, but if if someone if someone is tired and a little just just wants more action and wants more wrestling, NXT is definitely what they should be tuning in. And I think it, it it's attractive to old school fans, and obviously it, it's attracted a, a, a recent audience. I think NXT is definitely a way to go if that's your preference. There are people who prefer, you know, more more of the storyline and uh, whatever what all the other stuff that goes on other than wrestling. And that's and you got Raw and SmackDown, but then but NXT is is there's some the the talent on NXT is. There's like no bad wrestlers on NXT. Not everyone's a great talker, but everyone has a good look mm-hmm. and everyone's a good wrestler. But but uh, again, like you guys talking about when they go up to the to to Raw SmackDown, that's right. what happens then. You know what what are they going to make them when when they go up? You know because it seems like there's this it's kind of like a ceiling there, like a like a ceiling of, of super certain stars where that they're not going to get past them, right? And yeah, the, no, those are the ones right. that, are, that are kind of uh, switching the the belt back and forth over 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 a period of a couple of months, right? Yeah, they they yeah. unfortunately for for every every Oscar who's currently a champion or some of the like your your some of your female call ups, um, unfortunately for every one of those you have you have your your no way Jose's you have your, like you said, Alistair black, you have your, I mean, unfortunately had Baron Corbin kind of floundered for a while before he found his footing. What, uh, what they did with the vaude villains and how, uh, sanity and the Ascension who were undefeated for over a year on, on they NXT came up and became jobbers. They right. got, got jobbed out to the, to the new age outlaws, you know, like, no. Uh, got beat up by some legends. It, it's it seems that unfortunately the story continues to come out whenever somebody seems to falter. There's that there's that backstage segment. Vince McMahon said at the end he just he'll lose interest in somebody and he'll move on. You know, like a kid with a new toy. You know, okay, I, I, this character bores me now. Stop pushing them. And next thing you know, somebody who was you know two time NXT champion hasn't been on TV in three weeks. And I am I am amazed at the the, the quality of the of the wrestling. On NXT and how intense, intense and competitive the matches yes. are presented on NXT on on Raw and SmackDown. And I don't, I don't, I don't like beating beating up the horse while it's already down. But just just what I see, to me, the energy level on on a lot of the Raw and SmackDown matches isn't there. It just seems like they know what they're supposed to do and they're going through the motions. But in NXT, sure. The the matches there are there is coordination between mm-hmm. the two the two competitors, but it just it's just crisper, and you just feel like one wants to beat the other, and and it just helps so much in in you getting into the match. It just helps for you to lose yourself in the match when you feel that that they want to win, that they're taking it right. so seriously. You know, uh, Javier, when you just spoke, the word that came to my mind was passion. These guys, to me, they have passion. I don't think the guys in Raw and SmackDown have passion anymore. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen? Uh, you can compare it, for example, like high school football, college football, and NFL. I've gone to high school football games, and those kids are out there almost killing each other. And I'm like, these kids are giving it 110 percent every down. You watch college. 
most of these games I see throughout my 42 years here, I mean, they're giving it, they're giving it their all. You watch the NFL, you know, they're earning millions of dollars. It seems to me, again, this is my perception. It seems to me that sometimes when they could get a couple extra yards, they just decide to just drop down, you know, instead right, of trying right, to get those two extra yards in hit. college, those guys are just trying to get that half yard more, you yeah. know, until they just pile on them. So to me, NXT is kind of like college and high school and Ron Smackin is like, once you make it, okay, let's mm. not hurt. Let's not hurt ourselves. Yeah, here. Yeah, payday. Let's, well, let's I'm, play I'm a big fan of uh, minor league baseball. And you know, I know Dan, when, I, when I lived in Norfolk, I used to go to see the tides every Sunday. Yeah. And uh, they're tripping I'll go to Lakeland is about 60, 70 miles from here. I'll go see the Lakeland Flying Tigers, which is the Detroit Tigers farm team. And the same thing. And the Tampa Yankees are close by. These guys, I mean, these are Class A ball players. I don't even know what they make. Maybe they make 1000 2000 a month. They're hungry. They're hustling on every play. You know, they want to get to the next level. They, yeah. You know, they want the million-dollar contract someday. Right. And maybe one day when they get the million-dollar contract, they're going to turn into one of these fat cats and they're going to stop hustling. But... You know, these guys are sure hustling now. Yeah. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to call anybody out by name, but uh, yeah, go you, ahead. When, when Randy it. Moss, Randy <laughs> Moss took a couple of years off when he played in Oakland, and it seemed like every week Sports Center was playing that highlight that you know if he knew the ball wasn't coming to him, he wouldn't even run off the line. He'd just kind of jog jog yeah. down the field. You know, if he knew he he knew he wasn't getting thrown the ball, he didn't give a shit about that play. So. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a I'm a I'm a Raider fan till the oh, grave. Oh, you know exactly but, what I'm talking about. But I am I will never defend Randy Moss because he has he admitted himself. If the ball's not coming my way, I'm he doesn't even finish his routes. He wouldn't even yeah. finish his routes. He's just he kind of the same thing when I lived in Minnesota when he yeah. played for the Vikings. Did the exact same thing. <laughs> and for him blocking, forget about it, man. No, right? What's, block? What's that word block you're talking about? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, we've got a little more I want to talk about on NXT, but before we get to that, Benny, you want to give a shout-out to this week's sponsor? Absolutely. i got to do my Fred Sanford here and put my legit glasses on. Uh-oh. I didn't get them out of the junk drawer. <laughs> I should have, probably. <laughs> so, this one's got the baseball motif. Soon it will be baseball season, and your other half, she, she will be teasing. She'll say, hey, babe, want to get to third base? You better be neat and clean in your happy place. If you are, she'll come around and ask you to meet her at the mound. Right down the middle for strike one, it's going to be a long night. You ain't done. With the lawnmower 3.0, you're in the game. Your figs will be in the Hall of Fame. For the seventh inning stretch, you'll stand erect with an awesome package that commands respect. So go to manstatescaped.com, enter the promo code WRESTLINGFUTURE, and once again, that is WRESTLINGFUTURE, to receive a generous 20% discount. So take that game, dame to the game. Use the lawnmower 3.0 inside your four walls. You'll kiss her between the strikes, and then she'll kiss you between the balls. The end. You're, you're, scaring, you're scaring me, Ben. Every, every week, you're scaring me even more, man. I know. Beautiful. That's... Uh... Our good friends at manscaped.com, like Benny said, manscaped.com, promo code wrestling future. Your balls will thank you, and so will we. 
um, to continue with NXT, I, I don't know, I even know how I can follow such a wonderful thought. Um, I want to touch on something another commentator said in his recent podcast. Jim Cornette was talking about NXT, and he specifically went after Johnny Gargano. And the argument he made, he calls him Johnny Same Face, is that his look, his mannerisms, his matches, Johnny Gargano, one, he argued, would never succeed in the territory days. But two, he said he's the last person on NXT he'd ever want to build a company around. Now, he got a lot of flack for that because obviously Johnny Gargano is very popular, especially among indie wrestlers. I'm wondering if you have any thoughts, Benny, on on Jim Cornette's narrative that, that uh, specifically because we were just talking about NXT, that Johnny Gargano is not the guy to push in 2021. I don't know. I mean, as far as like maybe not, I mean, would he be a world champion? Probably not. But, you know, back in the days in the territories, I think he'd be a solid guy. I mean, Jack Briscoe wasn't known for his facial expressions, but he was a hell of a wrestler. You know, and same with Johnny Gargano. I mean, he's a solid, what they call a solid hand. The mm-hmm. guy, you know, the guy puts on a high quality match every time. Yeah. So he doesn't make, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't sell his, you know, he doesn't have the facial expressions. And maybe that'll hold him back. But I mean, I don't, to me, he'll always be a viable entity. Okay. Uh, what about you, Javier? You have any thoughts on Johnny Gargano or Jim Cornette's words? Is this the guy who busted open, uh, busted uh, Sullivan, Kevin Sullivan, with a bat? Oh, uh, the 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 hit him with the tennis racket. Tennis, well, something like that. Was that him? Yeah. He left him a big knot. Oh yeah, yeah. Jim Jim Cornette's busted a few skulls. No, no, real. no, no. Uh, there's a, there's an indie wrestler who uh, did it did it to. Uh, Kevin Sullivan left him a, a, a big bruise. Was it Gargano? Ooh, that I'm not sure of. I'd have Maybe to look not. that up. Maybe not. Listen, uh, Jim Cornette has a show. He needs. He needs. He needs. Whenever he speaks, people will listen. He has a he has a good following. I listen to his show. I respect a lot of what he says. Whether this guy can can is the guy to lead NXT or any indie promotion. He might be wrong there. There's so many other guys who who have less talent than than, than Gargano. I, I've seen this guy. This 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 guy's a real deal. You know, I I enjoy his work. So uh, in 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 that respect, I would have to not agree with uh with uh, Mr. Cornette, even though I, I I listen to him pretty regularly. Okay. Yeah. I can respect that. I know. Um. Personally, I think Johnny Gargano is like like Benny said. He's a sure hand. I've seen him put on good matches with people who. The average wrestler couldn't get a good match out of his feud with Tommaso Ciampa over the last year and a half. His on again, off again feud. Some oh, of the yeah, best definitely. stuff. Some of the that's best what, stuff. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah. That's always a great match. Absolutely. And um, I mean, yeah, maybe he's not going to main event WrestleMania, but it, it, assuming he comes up to the to the main roster, some ta- he's one of the talents that often gets mentioned as people who have specifically said they want to stay in NXT uh, with with limited desire to come up to the main roster. And I, I think maybe he's got a niche for himself there. His uh, recent storyline with with the Gargano family, because uh, you remember, Benny, Johnny Gargano had a run of, what was it, about two years? He was never able to successfully defend a title. He lost every belt he ever won on his first title defense. He finally successfully defended it, and now he's kind of holding on to it, doing the heelish family gimmick which i think is great um obviously his matches damian priest and some of the others i mean it's interesting to see um transitioning to staying on wednesday nights we're going to transition over AEW. uh looking at what they have coming up in, in 2021 obviously um big story 
unfortunately, you know, uh, AW had the, the passing of Brody Lee, uh, which they were able to really build around. I respect what the company did, retiring the title design, uh, the tribute show, and now they're they're keeping the Dark Order alive and kind of building on the story while staying respectful. And one thing I, I've been critical of in the past, the WWE is notorious for not handling real life death very well when it comes to storylines. Um, oftentimes they, I mean, from, from Randy Orton cutting a promo saying Eddie Guerrero's in hell to bad mouthing Percy Pringle and, and, and some of the other bits they've done. Um, I, I think it's, it's nice to see that they're respectful with it while not kind of not feeling like they're inappropriately milking it. Of course, the other big story coming out of AEW is now they're, they're building up Darby Allen through the association with sting who, I mean, who would have thought no offense to the man. I was a huge fan for many years. Who would have thought sting was going to be one of the most relevant faces in wrestling in 2021. Um, But uh, Javier, I'll start with you. I know you, you mentioned you don't follow him too much, but uh, maybe some of your research or some of the thoughts in the background, you have any, any thoughts on what we can expect from AEW coming up 2021? I think AEW, 2021, COVID notwithstanding, it might be the year that they finally find their way to what they want to be, right? Because they, it's it's a kind of, they got a lot of talent, obviously, a, a blend of, of, of veterans and, 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 and some of the best talent out there, the younger talent. But I think, I think even though Sting is there, he should be, you know, they're, they're, we, we know he's going to be used, be used sparingly if, He's probably not going to get in the ring. It's his it's, it's health wouldn't uh, allow it. He's he's got what neck problems or, or, or mm-hmm. something that yeah, he, he retired because of a neck injury. Yeah, he can't he can't uh, really take any bumps. But anyway, I think AEW it's possible, more like probable that they might do a do a nice little little uh, rise in in, in in ratings this year. Even with even with COVID, I think they're going to find their way. You know, they, they they have to. I think this year is critical for them. Right. Yeah. Okay, I can respect that, Benny. Um, in your catching up with the product, you said you didn't catch AEW too much. You have any thoughts on what we might expect from the uh, the second Wednesday show this year? I think kind of building on what Javier said. I think this is kind of. I think to me, this is going to be their make or break year. Either they're going to really establish themselves as viable con- competitors to the WWE, or they're going to be, you know, they're going to be an also ran. But I really do think now, to me, they're they're an acquired taste, like scotch. You know, I'm used to drinking wine and beer. I really haven't dr- drank a whole lot of scotch. I haven't watched a whole lot of AEW. What I did see was kind of bizarre. I watched some tag team with I think it was SCU and the Young Buck Young Bucks against. Yeah. Uh, I got my notes here. I can't even think who they. Uh, the uh, the acclaimed, okay, yeah. yeah. So it seems like there's a whole lot of factions, but it was it was an eight man tag match, and nobody tagged each other. I just I had never seen anything like it, except though sometimes they did. Sometimes they tagged each other. Sometimes they didn't. There was really no rivalries to it. There's a there's a lucha style, lucha libre style tag match like that where they don't tag. They're just all there. But it's like if you pin one guy from the team, they're they're both out. You know, but they're not tagging each other. They're all there. Right. Almost like a, like a, what do they call it? A tornado match. Tornado yeah. Tag match, I think right? that's a, that's a concept. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you said the Young Bucks, it was a Young Bucks match. So I assume you saw at least 20 or 30 super kicks that match too then. Oh, it was, yeah, it was nothing but high spots, but you know, they do have, I mean, the roster is laden with talent. 
Yeah. And, and they do have, you know, they have, they got uh, Jake the Snake, right? They got uh, Arn Anderson. They got Tully Blanchard. They You're got right. DDP. They got Sting. That's a whole lot of, you know, wrestling knowledge there. And I really think they have they have some potential. I really think they could take off. They they have a ton of talent, mostly younger guys. And uh, who knows? Have well, their think, ratings been? I'm sorry. Have their ratings been pretty flat this past year? Have, their ratings been really been, you know, from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Their ratings were the most out of the four shows. Theirs were the most constant. Uh huh. They did Con- not go down really at all. They, they, stayed, they, had, they didn't decrease. They didn't decrease either. But they had more viewers than than Raw and SmackDown, and and, no, and no. They, with next were the were they NXT had more than NXT ratings. though. So they basically fight more with NXT than Raw and SmackDown, and with right. rating, ratings wise. Yeah, they, I know the, the thing is they go head to head the same day, they, right? They do. Yeah, the fans. But I'm talking about just in general with in general ratings. Right. Just, yeah. They, they they don't really worry about the main product. The fans have dubbed it the Wednesday Night Wars. Okay. They, yeah. They'll true, they'll book right. they'll book certain things in response. Like if NXT is running a takeover pay per view or a takeover special, uh, AW might do a big pay a big main event or something. But they don't really they don't really run against Raw and SmackDown directly. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't run uh, directly against them, but if you take the ratings of AEW and, and a Raw show, how are they? Uh, actually, and, and Benny, uh, you might have more specific numbers. Um, SmackDown was number one last year, uh, yes, but AEW yeah. did on more than one occasion beat Raw for the week. Okay. Where AEW would have, uh, especially being on TNT, they might get the sports, the sports carryover, you know. Um, they would have moments where they met, they might beat Raw, not much, maybe beat them by a hundred thousand or something. But they've consi- they've pretty much consistently beaten NXT last year. Yes. Remember when uh, AEW started and uh, people wanted AEW to go go against Raw, and yeah. WWE decided to put NXT against them on the same day, and it was almost like almost like a slight. You know what? If you beat uh, NXT. Then maybe we'll we'll put yeah, Raw we'll against you, seriously. but first 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 beat these guys. First beat yeah. the B uh, the B show, you know. Oh, I, I remember. That's what it was, you know, yeah, that's yep, what when Co- when Cody Rhodes announced they had signed that contract with TNT and they were going to air Wednesday night, and I think it was like not even two weeks later, WWE announced that A or uh, NXT was going live, and are like Wednesday nights two hours. Like I mean, yeah. blatantly obvious uh, direct competition. Yeah. Which is funny watching them do that because if you remember years ago, TNA signed of they switched to Monday nights, and the WWE refused to even acknowledge they existed. They didn't change programming. They didn't a- increase advertising. Uh-huh. They just they just completely pretended they weren't there. Business. Whereas with AEW, they've they've gone after them both legally and with programming. So I think mm-hmm. that's going to be interesting. Twenty twenty one is definitely going to have some fun ratings wars there yeah i mean um, wwe has they have the soldiers you know they have the soldiers to to, to mobilize on different dates i think they have they do a little bit over 10 hours of of, of content a week with, with with their shows and this doesn't include like documentaries and all those other things they do right between their 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 wrestling their wrestling shows it's uh, a little bit over 10 hours yeah and, in, uh, including their uh like superstars and their weekend exclusive shows. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's about, I think uh-huh. it's about nine and change, uh-huh. um, which is, it's hard for a, a casual fan to keep up with that much programming. Exactly. I remember watching yeah. One, yeah. one hour every Saturday. That was all the wrestling I got for the week, you know? Yeah. Um, I, 
I used to well, maybe two. I would I would flip back and because I I grew up you know we got the Baltimore stations so uh-huh. Channel thirteen was was WWF and Channel ten was uh was you know the the NWA and, uh-huh. and Mid South and also Great. and then ESPN played the AWA so maybe on a good weekend I could get two or three hours of wrestling but you know. Yeah. It's funny, we, we talk a lot about t- today uh, where 2021's going. Um, as we kind of wrap up, Javier, I want to go back to what you said. You mentioned MLW. I want to talk about where indie wrestling, the smaller promotions, I mean, uh, uh, your your MLW, your your NWA, some of the, you know, maybe Japan, AAA, some, where some of these promotions are going. I was wondering if you have any thoughts on what we can expect from the smaller promotions this year. I don't want to. I I don't. I can't really make any predictions. But what I would like to see is after all this 2020 COVID stuff, I would like to see a little more uh, cooperation between between the smaller companies. I mean, it, it, that's the way they're going to survive. I mean, there's only so much you can you can do by yourself. These these guys are shoe and string uh, operations. They they can barely just they go week weekend by weekend. Uh, you don't know if they're going to be they're, they're going to be uh, still in existence after after a couple of shows, you know. Right. Uh, but I think the way to go is Major League Wrestling working with well NWA talent and AEW and NWA. They've been working together somewhere. You, you see Thunder Rosa mm-hmm. going to AEW, and uh, and a funny funny little parentheses there. I was trying to join a one of those a wrestling group, and their question was. Name your favorite current wrestler is one of the questions. And I'm thinking, who's my favorite current wrestler? Do I have a favorite current wrestler? <laughs> and I'm like, wow, who do I? I mean, I can't just put anyone because, you know, I, what's your favorite one? And I think it might be Thunder Rosa. Out of all the wrestlers, male or female, she might be it. You know, she's, yep. she has good matches with everyone. Oh, yeah. You, Benny, you, when you were talking last on last week's show when yep, you were talking absolutely. about catching up with the program she was yep. the first one you name dropped uh, serena d versus thunder rosa for the end of what a match it stole the whole show she was fantastic i i recommend that match to anyone if anyone has what was it i think it's a half hour anyone has a half hour just watch that match i promise you it's professional wrestling at its finest yep male or female. I don't want to say women professional. Probably was the best wrestling. female match I'd ever seen. I mean, one of the better matches I've ever seen, period. It's a great just, match. Just, just fantastic wrestling. Fantastic. It's a, it's a Serena Deep. I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to promote it, but just go watch it, man. If anyone has a time. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's uh, on YouTube. It's available on YouTube. It's right? on YouTube and it's on that cooperate, cooperate, the, the show NWA has with this other United Wrestling League. I forgot what the show is called. It's uh shockwave or something my my, my you know it's i'll, I'll send I think you that's it i think it's in every wa shockwave is it okay is it total, well, totally worth it man then benny let me ask you uh javier kind of went in a different direction talking about what he hopes to see well let, let me let me change up the question a little bit what do you i mean obviously um one of the big stories la- uh coming out of this year or last year going into this year was the apparent cooperation between aw and tna where Kenny Omega's been popping up on TNA and, and TNA's uh, what announcer 
helped helps Kenny Omega win the title. So it's kind of an agreement there. I'm curious what your thoughts are. What do you hope to see? Let's change it up a little bit. What do you hope okay. to see from wrestling in 2021? You know, when I was a kid, and Javier, I'll get a kick out of this. You know, I, I watched, I was, you know, growing up in New York, you had, you had wrestling on Channel 9 in New York. All of a sudden, you have cable, and I'm flipping around, and, and I see that, you know, this Gordon Soli guy, same as Javier did. And I, you know, I saw this championship wrestling from Florida show. Now I'm seeing all these, I'm seeing Kevin Sullivan and the Purple Haze and Bob Roop. You know, all these guys I had never seen before. I read about them, about them in the magazines. Well, Kevin Sullivan, I was familiar with because he wrestled in New York back in the day. But now all of a sudden I have an extra hour of great wrestling to watch. You know, so to me, like the more, the better, the more, the more quality wrestling we have, the, the better off we are. And, you know, I'm just going back to what you, we were talking about initially when, uh, I guess, uh, uh, WCW did a 3.3 rating and mm-hmm. uh, Raw did a, a, a what was it? You said 8? So yeah, I mean, like, say, was, they were in the 7s at the time. Yeah, so, yeah, okay. so like 9, 10 million people were watching wrestling every week. And now about it's maybe half of that when you take all those shows and you put it together. Okay. How do we get, I mean uh, my hope is that we they produce a product where like all those people start watching again. I don't know if that'll oh, ever yeah. happen. Maybe it's I'll, just a pipe dream, but maybe maybe I'll just do a little quick question for you two. What do you think will get the fans back for 2020? Just off the top of your head, what do you think will will will, will, will it take to get people back to watch watch wrestling in, in 2021? I'm sorry, 2021. I I think, and I mentioned it before on the show. I think they have to go back to what the way things used to be. Um, you, you don't have to abandon your gimmicks and your characters. I mean, remember the '80s with the Genius and the Ultimate Warrior and Jake the Snake and all. The, but you you have to present your product as legitimate. Uh, I think if you you can pinpoint the moment wrestling went downhill, like even even in the early 2000s when it was still bringing in huge numbers, was when it became commercialized and it stopped being. Uh, a, a real the, the announcers didn't treat it like a real fight the backstage segments didn't treat it like a real fight the storylines didn't treat it like a real fight yeah. i think you need to go back to what the way things used to be present yourself as a legitimate competition and some of the casual fans that have since abandoned the product might tune back in there are there are smaller promotions that do exactly what you say but the uh... The big guys in the in again, Ron SmackDown. Many times they don't, but if you mm-hmm. watch smaller companies, they do present it as what you're watching is is legit. You know, they calling the moves and and they get you in the match. It's right. just that it's just that there's what thousands of those little companies, and you're like, who do I watch? You know, that's that's what's going on. You know, but but you had a good point. I, I that's that might be one of the reasons why I like this Serena Deeb and uh, Thunder Rosa match. They, they uh, I want to see. Right I want to see the managers come back. That's my big thing. Bring back the managers. That was a great part of wrestling. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I mean, right. you look at at your your uh, the from you know your Jim Cornettes and your Bobby Heenan's and and Freddie Blassie and the Great the Wizard, Wizard and, and yeah. you know uh, even even some of the valet managers like your Miss Elizabeth or a Sensational Sherry or somebody like that who. Just their presence, height, you know, made the match feel more important and bigger. And I mean, uh, you know, somebody like a like a Harvey Whippleman or uh, like I mentioned, Bobby Heenan, where I was more interested in watching Hulk Hogan get his hands on, on Bobby Heenan than I was right. on him beating. Yeah, you want to see it perfect. Yeah, you know, his, that's his what I wanted to see. That was a big part of the payoff, seeing the manager get you know get beat up by the get by his, his comeuppance exactly. Yeah. 
You know, it's it's good stuff. I mean, 2020 was a rough year for a lot of people and the wrestling business, and hopefully 2021 turns turns the corner. I mean, we've already got uh, some better numbers, some better news in, in the grand scheme of things, and, and we've got a whole other year of build pay-per-views. Uh, we talked some highlights. Uh, hopefully 2021 can deliver. Um, Javier, I, I want to, before you go, I want to touch on something. Um, you know, obviously we love having you on the show. Um, I, I want to hype you up. You know, your 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 you work with Pro Wrestling Stories <laughs> and some of the articles you've written. You wrote an article about a month ago on WWF action figures, the original toys. As a as a collector myself, and I, I love your background, uh, your your stuff back there. Yeah. I was hoping as as your final thought, what what made you want to do that article? Because that was that was that was a lot of fun to read. Well. First of all, I really appreciate you reading my stuff. I was thinking, what's what 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 the story is he going to bring up, you know? But I'm glad you're reading my stuff. I appreciate it. Just just quickly going back to what you were talking about, wrestling needs heat and controversy back in the product for it to be attractive to people. It could look good. It could have incredible production values, but it needs legitimate. It needs like heat, and and you, you need to believe that these guys want to want to do something to the other guy you gotta you want to believe that you know but uh that's what wrestling needs in my opinion the ljn action figures um i'm always i'm always thinking about i'm always searching to what to write about different stories i want to write about things i enjoy and uh, i was speaking with with someone online who has a uh, a podcast and they're they're um their uh, topic was going to be LGN wrestling action figures. So I'm like, well, I'm going to, you know, let's write about this. I, I want, I want to learn more about it. I enjoy it. And I think people enjoy reading about it. So, so we went with it, you know, um, and uh, I, I love them. I still have several back here. They're oh, yeah. back there. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. they actually came up on, uh, they came up on an old show. They made here, tiny but, ones. Well, these are, uh, a, a limited run they did with the NWA and oh the uh, Remco ones yeah 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 the N NWA and the AWA with oh. Zavisco and Ric Flair yeah uh, when these, you when you guys have Zavisco on you don't you have that like in package or something you show them I do them? but that's that's hanging up on a different wall these are yeah, just that, the ones I keep that has like me. an alarm alarm on it and everything right it's it's in, it's in a museum case that uh, yeah armed twenty four seven armed guards. It protected. It protects with protected from UV UV light. Well, I mean, I, I also have seven cats, so I got to keep everything behind glass anyway. Cats will destroy whatever they feel like destroying. Man, I got two exactly. of them. Exactly. I mean, you you <laughs> saw the uh, you saw the cameo from er earlier in the show. Yeah, my, did a, your cat did a run in. For my sure, baby yeah. was yeah, did a run in. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, Javier, you're always a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, for for again, I'll give you a chance. You want to hype yourself up? Any social media? Anything people should look out for you? Well, um, I, hopefully I have a new story dropping on ProWrestlingStories.com. It's, it's going to be called, I think, The Men of Saturday Morning. And actually, Javier inspired me for this because I was going to write about one guy. And he said, why don't you write about all the guys on Saturday morning? So, I mean, I probably have to do a sequel because I really couldn't include everybody. But it's about, you know, kind of more about how I felt when I got to watch wrestling on Saturday morning. You know, you, you just you have that feeling that for the next hour... I even made the analogy that there could be a mushroom cloud out my my front my living room window. I, I might check it out as commercial break, see what's going on. But otherwise, I'm I'm watching the action. And I mean, and that's how drawn in and how involved I was in the matches. 
And I, I wish it could be that way again for me. Fair enough. Well, the, the, the advice I gave Benny was, hey, this direction you're going is totally wrong. You got to do it this way. That's, I, didn't, I didn't say it that way, right, Benny? <laughs> he said it nicely. He's, he's, I said he's it nicely. The, the, the wise mentor I'm reading, mentor I'm reading for my you, phone. Benny. Nah, nah, Benny. This is not the way, man. This is the way you should do it, man. <laughs> well, I was going to write about Baron McKill Cicluna. And, I mean, I even went as far as I, I uh, did a trial subscription to the Times of Malta. To do some research on the guy. That's that's a that's a that's you know. And I, get... I I found nothing. <laughs> I mean, Cicluna is a very popular Maltese name, right? So I mean, I found like a million Cicluna references, but nothing with him. So, so is that, I mean, name, is that name like Smith over there or something like that? Maybe who knows? Like even Scal is a very popular name in Italy, but um, you know, I just thought, well, maybe just leave leave. I mean, the guy's a man of mystery. Maybe just leave him leave him you know leave him at that. And right. just concentrate on like the rest of the guys, and I included them in the story. Um, yeah. But and and there's so there's so many guys I had to leave out, so I'm sure there'll be a part two. Right. Well, there you go. Um, a couple of a uh, couple of authors. That's that's from Pro Wrestling Stories is the website. So uh, uh, Benny, always, always a pleasure. Javier, always a pleasure having you on. So for Benny, for Javier, I'm Dan the Man. Uh, good night, everybody. Thank you, and happy.